Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your host, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Foray, and we're here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. It's finally summer, guys, and one of the things that really helps us from burning out as teachers is to really take some time away from school. Now, we obviously have a lot of other responsibilities and passions. For instance, Michelle and I have grad school. Well, she doesn't anymore. I was going to say, have grad I'm done school. grad school. <laughs> Congratulations, you grad school graduate. Uh, but I, we have the podcast, we have product creation, and that tends to take up a lot of our summer. Now, now, keep in mind that I know that Michelle and I are talking about a lot of different business things and you might not have that in your life, but you might have different um, different passions or responsibilities that you typically like to do over the summer. So for instance, you might be really into art and so therefore you might be doing a lot more art projects over the summer. I know for me personally, I spend a lot of my summertime doing fitness related things. I am very passionate about fitness and I think time in the summer should be spent doing things that you enjoy instead of just those things that you have to do. Absolutely. And we don't want to waste our summer, right? Like I always am afraid at the end of the summer, I'm going to stop back and I'm going to reflect and I'm going to say, oh my gosh, I literally got nothing done. Where did the summer go? Because guys, let's be honest, it goes by really, really fast. So we want to walk away feeling really good about ourselves at the end of the summer. So we're going to share our summer routine that has really allowed us to continue being productive. Yeah. And keep in mind, when we say productive, we don't mean working all the time. We mean doing those things that we're very passionate about. But first, I'm going to share a TSH or a time-sucking hurdle from Natasha. So Natasha says her time-sucking hurdle is teacher chats. And she asked us a question. So I think we should actually respond to this. She said, how do you get out of the chatting without feeling left out or like the antisocial teacher? You know, teachers are like high school and you have to join or be left out. I want to get my stuff done, but don't want to be the outcast teacher. Bridget, your thoughts go. I mean, I couldn't totally understand that. And I tend to be really antisocial. <laughs> that just is kind of where I typically lean because I know for a fact that I, I kind of get antsy and I start my anxiety starts to go up. So I'm not that really of a so I'm not a social teacher like that's pretty odd because I have like social media stuff that I do but I'm not a social teacher when I'm at school but I can totally understand that piece of it um, and I definitely think that at some point or another I feel like we just have to be grown adults and we have to just say to one another listen I love chatting with you I really need to go and get this done because if I don't I'm gonna stay here until seven o'clock and Lord knows we don't want that to happen yeah, I think being honest is okay. I'm kind of in the same boat as Bridget. I'm not overly social at school because I've never been that super extroverted person. However, I'm very open and honest with my coworkers and we almost have like a signal. Like they know if my door is closed, that means I'm working and I need to like get stuff done. But if my door is open, it's like, hey, I'm working, but feel free to come in and chat. So I think having that relationship with the other teachers where you can be honest and say, look, I love you. I want to be able to talk. I want to be able to rant. But right now I have to get these other things done and come up with some kind of a signal, whether it's a sign on your door, maybe it's, you know, putting something out like on the doorknob. I don't know. Oh, that makes me think of college in the worst ways, but <laughs> <laughs> but like coming up with some kind of signal so that way you can let them know that you want to work without feeling like you're being rude. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think those are all really, really great suggestions. So as we're kind of thinking about um, how do we really want to make the most of our summer, and before we kind of dive into our entire routine, I really want us to think about this as a new season, right? So we have this new time that we are constantly having to change. And when we think about routines, routines change with the seasons. And so I might be saying like physically like a season right now. Yes, we are in summer. So obviously you're summer is going to end up changing, but we also have seasons in life, right? Um, Where season in life could be an example of having a kid, you know, that completely changes. Michelle's going to be getting married and, you know, soon buying a house. Like that's going to be a totally different season for her in her life. And so her routines are going to change as she does that. So like in winter, if we think the actual physical season in winter, you might have to get up way earlier. I know for me, I do because I have to go outside and I have to defrost my car in the morning. So you have to kind of think about routines as ever-changing, right? So you can't ever really say, oh, I have my routine. I'm going to stick to this routine and this is the way it's going to be for good. Yeah. And as you were saying seasons in my head, I started thinking about TV shows, right? Like our favorite TV shows have seasons. And it's funny. Oh my gosh, I can't like spoil this because... Our whole episode is about our summer routine, which I'll give you a a little spoiler alert. It's about Bridget and I going for walks. So earlier today when we were on our walk and we were talking, I was bringing up a TV show that Billy and I just finished watching. It's called Homeland. I think it's on Showtime. And there's seasons of the show. And even though some of the characters might be the same from season to season, each season has a very different feeling. And for example, the season we just finished, I was not a huge fan of. So, you know, these seasons of your life, like Bridget said, it's not just the physical timeline of the season, but it's more so just those changes that you have to adapt to. Am I allowed to tell our story, our walk story, Bridget? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. I love it. It's story time for me. I'm just going to stay quiet and listen. This episode actually came about while Bridget and I were on a walk, but I have to back up first and kind of tell you like how this came to be a thing because it is a thing now. Like it is a very much bright part of my day. It's awesome. Oh yeah. So let's think back to the beginning of this time in quarantine where The gyms closed, which for me was very sad, and I needed a way to be able to get exercise because, first of all, I wasn't standing up teaching all day. I was seated at a computer, and the gym was closed, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a potato if I don't do something about it. So I started going for daily walks, and it was a way for me to get away from my computer but also get my body moving. Now, originally, I would go on my walk and I would listen to podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. It got my mind off of things. But then as quarantine continued, I realized I really needed some social interaction. Like I was not leaving my house and it was either me by myself or me with Billy or us with our cats all day, every day for week after week after week. And so I started calling Bridget during my walks. That way we could talk, get some social interaction. I missed going to her house because we used to see each other, what, like once a month I would drive up there? Yeah, it was the best. Yeah. And suddenly that was no longer part of my life. And I was like, I need me some more Bridget time. So I started calling her. And then eventually Bridget was like, well, why don't I just go on a walk with you? And that way we can both walk and be talking on the phone at the same time. I'm just so giddy talking about it because I think it's a really cute story. It is. And it's really been one of the best things that I think I have done 
for myself. And I feel like you really have pushed me. And I have to tell you guys, like yesterday, I wasn't feeling too good. Like I woke up, I had a really bad headache and I get these quite often. It just sucks, whatever. So I stayed in bed the entire day. And I know like Michelle's walk was coming up and I was like, okay, so I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it because my like every time I like took a step, like I could feel my head hurt. And so I ended up not going. And so today, you know, I take a day off and it's like, Trent's like, okay, so you need to go on your walk today. And I'm like, but I mean, I'm like, I'm not feeling great all still. Like, I just, I feel like I should just stay home. He was like, no, 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 no. This is important. You need to be going on your walk. So it has definitely really like changed me. I think Michelle has been like my huge, like, let's go, come on. You got to get moving, get doing, get doing it. Um, and I feel like we, we talked about like the social interactions, Michelle. I feel like I'm definitely that person. And please don't shame me for this. Okay. Shame. <laughs> so much shame. Shame. <laughs> um, but I feel like I am that person that like I have not very many friends. I mean, like you are like my friend. Yeah. But I ditto. have like a couple of other people that I know because of my husband. And so sometimes like they will call up and they're like, hey, let's go here. Let's go do this. Let's go out. And I will say yes, because one, I don't like to be mean and I don't like to say no to people. But then I try to find ways to get out of it. Like I am that person that wants to try to find ways to get out of it because I get so worked up leaving my house. I don't know why. I just do. And so I am like, okay, well, how can I get out of it? So I think today was that day of me trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this? <laughs> but I did it. I went on the walk today. Yes, you did. And we had some good conversations, we which did. real quick, before we go on to talk about why this is so beneficial for us, I'm going to just tell you a quick story, Bridget, because you probably saw my facial expression. For those of you that don't know, we are now podcasting through Skype. So Bridget's at her house. I'm at my house and we're just like talking through Skype. And you probably, if you were paying attention, my face got like super happy and then it got super sad. So I was looking right out my window that looks, you know, to like the road that's in front of my house and the UPS guy came, which I don't even remember what I ordered, but I got excited because he comes carrying this big box and he's walking straight up to my doorstep. So I was super excited because I was like, oh, I got something. I don't know what it is, but that's awesome. And then kid you not, he walked up to my doorstep, I guess realized he was at the wrong house and then walked across to my neighbors. And I was like, oh, oh man, that is so sad. <laughs> this is my oh, life now. Oh, That's really sad. We have our walks and then we have me staring out my window waiting for packages. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we, let's move we on. Are so focused, guys. <laughs> so focused. So let's talk a little bit about why this is really benefiting us. Obviously, we already mentioned the social interaction. Um, Bridget and I are both very introverted. We don't like a lot of social interaction. And I feel like personally, this is the perfect amount for me. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about how we structure our days later on in the podcast. But basically, we have two walks during the day for 30 minutes each. And so that gives me like the perfect amount of time to be able to connect with Bridget, talk, get some things off of my mind, hear what's going on in her life. And then I have some more time for myself. And I feel like that just works really, really well. And I would just like to add really fast too that, um, I feel like for me as well, it's really nice to kind of get out of the house because I have lots of little ears everywhere. And so it's always really nice to be able to get out of the house and just be able to kind of have girl time. So I love that piece of it because I can't have girl time with all these boys in my house. (laughs) I didn't think about that, but that's a really good point. 
It is. It is a really good one. So another thing that it really does for us is it helps to release that stress, right? I, like Michelle said, we so we go on rants. I mean, and that's totally fine. That's why you have friends is that you know that they're not going to judge you for it. They're going to allow you to like voice whatever it is that you need to say, and they're not going to judge you, which is really nice. So thank you, Michelle, for never judging me when I rant. Oh, absolutely but, not. It's so important to have that opportunity to do that because I'll be honest, like I do that at school sometimes. I will rant. And at at the end of my rant, I'm going to say, thank you. I just needed to let that out. I'm feeling much better now and I'm going to get right back to work. So it's a really, really nice opportunity for us to be able to do that. And let's be fully transparent. Some of our rants are about our husband or fiance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's definitely times where we're like, all right, I've been stuck with him in quarantine a little bit too long. And here's what's going on. (laughs) Yep. But I think another thing it does for us is it motivates us to get exercise. I know when the gym first closed, I've talked about this before. I kind of went into like a mini depression where I was just like, well, screw it. I can't, I can't exercise. This is pointless. I'm just going to sit here on my couch all day. And going for the walks really helps to make sure that I'm getting moving and it's exciting. I'm not thinking about it as exercise. I'm thinking about it as, oh, I get to go talk to Bridget. <laughs> and so we're now doing an hour of walking a day, but it feels like just that that girl time. Yeah. And that's a really big piece for me too. Um, I don't like to exercise. I, I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. Like I don't want to do it. I try to find every excuse under the stars to just say I can't today. Um, but having Michelle kind of be that person that I know she's counting on me. I know she's waiting on me and I know she's going to call me at 11 o'clock. So it's like, I need to be out there ready for her. And that's a really, really good motivation for me to get myself healthy again. So another thing it does is it allows us to be able to step away from work and it really just breaks up our day. So Michelle mentioned earlier that we have two times that we go. So we have an 11 o'clock and then we have a four o'clock. And so that really kind of allows us to kind of set those, um, what do we call them, Michelle? And now all of a sudden I'm blanking on it blocks like blocks of time yes thank you I don't know why I couldn't think of it all these blocks and now I can read your mind (laughs) I know but like it allows us to have kind of these blocks of time so for me I'm a morning person and so I typically wake up in the morning and I will get my stuff done right before we go on the first walk. And then when we get back from that first walk, I know I have a good chunk of time and then I go on the four o'clock walk with Michelle. So it just gives us a really nice balance between our day so that we don't constantly feel like we're in front of a computer. Yeah. And I think to go along with that, it also motivates us to be more productive, you know, before the first walk, because when I wake up, I'm like, well, I need to do X, Y, and Z before 11, because at 11, Bridget's going to call me. And if it's anything like today, I'm still putting my socks and shoes on when she's called me because I'm a couple minutes behind because I wasn't getting everything done that I needed to get done. And then after the walk, I feel like I come inside and because I've gotten that exercise, I have those endorphins released. I'm in a better mood, which that's another thing it does. It resets our mood, right? Absolutely. When I come back inside, I feel so much more productive and ready to work because I've had that time to step away from work. So we need to talk about how this really fits into our day. And so we talked about it just a little bit ago when I could not remember it. Duh, it's right here in front of me. It says block <laughs> scheduling. But we do talk a lot about block scheduling on our, on our podcast, mainly because one, we know it works. We use it every single day. This is how we structure our day. And when you really think about it, it's just you dedicating these larger chunks of time to be able to group different tasks. You're not going to, 
going to schedule out every single thing that you're going to do for the day. Wake up, spend 30 minutes getting ready, you know, brushing teeth, yada, yada. Spend an hour making breakfast, cleaning up, yada, yada. I'm not going to do that. Like I just have a chunk of time, get ready, get, you know, have coffee, eat, clean up. Like that's just one big chunk because some days it's going to take things, things will take a little bit longer. Other days they just won't take as long. So just having that blocked off just makes so much more sense. Yeah. And it provides more flexibility, which I feel like is perfect for the summertime. Like you said, Bridget, some days things are going to take longer than others. Bridget and I will each give kind of a rundown of our day. But one of the things I do in my morning block is I read and I try to read like a chapter, quote unquote, per day. And sometimes a chapter is short and sometimes a chapter is long. So if I were allotting the same amount of time for reading every day, some days I would finish early, other days I would run over. But because I have this morning block and that means I'm, you know, eating breakfast, getting ready, reading, it allows for more flexibility, which I think is really, really beneficial, especially in the summer. We will do a future episode more in depth about block scheduling. But Bridget, can you kind of give us a rundown of, of, our day or your day rather, and like how our walks fit into that. Yeah. So I typically try to wake up at about 6.15 ish in the morning. So my first alarm goes off at six. I usually take my thyroid medicine that I have to take in the morning. And then I like lay back down until about 6.15. 6.15, I wake up. I will brush my teeth. I will make a coffee. I will take a seat. I either listen to a podcast, an audiobook, um, or I will physically read. Or sometimes I'm super duper naughty and I will just watch a YouTube video. But it depends on who has like released a new video that day. So sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, and then typically Trent will come downstairs if he gets up early enough. He will come downstairs. We'll sit outside on the patio, have coffee, just discuss what is it that we want to be able to for the day. Now, again, I feel like I'm going to be talking about how I'm working a lot. Now, yes, I know it is my summer. And yes, I know I am working a lot. However, if I think about my mom, she worked all the time. She didn't have a summer, right? She had a job that she was at all day long. And I just remember spending a lot of time at my grandmother's house. But for me, Trin and I just kind of balance it. So in the morning, I know that I'm the most productive. I will work in the morning and Trent will take kind of care of the boys. And then my mother-in-law will kind of help here and there in the afternoons. Um, and the boys will have chores in the morning. They will get some things done. I will go on my walk with Michelle, best part of my day. And then I come back, I have lunch with the with my family, and then I do a little bit more work before that four o'clock type. Typically after that four o'clock walk, y'all, I am pretty much done. Like I don't really have energy in it to like do anything else. So at four o'clock I'm home, like, and I spend time with my kids. We'll either play a game, we'll We'll go to my in-laws house. So it really just kind of depends. I love that. Now you mentioned the whole working a lot thing. Again, keep in mind, you're working on things that you're passionate about, right? Like it's not just right. working for the sake of working. You are working as a way to be able to fill fulfill your passions, which is really important to do. Yeah. So my day is a little bit different. Obviously, I don't have kids and I'm actually by myself until about 530 every day because Billy goes to work. So I feel like you and I should switch lives. Um, no, that's okay. Actually, I would take like Blaine is really cute. And so is oh. Ian. But <laughs> after spending a few hours with them, I'm exhausted. So I know. No, thank know. you. Me too. <laughs> so my morning block goes from whatever time I wake up in the morning until 11. Now, typically, I've been waking up anywhere between 
eight and like nine 15 ish. I would say nine is like my typical time where I'm actually getting out of bed. I will go ahead and change. And I typically change into my workout clothes. That way I'm ready to go. I do put a robe on over top of them, but at least I have my workout clothes on underneath. I kind of feel like, like super woman. I don't know. Su- I know Clark Kent has like the disguise. I can totally imagine it. Yeah. Well, I'm You're wearing like, my robe right now. Going right now. <laughs> So after that, I will come downstairs and I sit in, we have this room that's off of our kitchen. It's almost like we call it our coffee room because it's where our coffee maker is and we have like a cat tower and some chairs. So I will sit there, I will read a book. And like I said, it varies day to day how long that reading time goes. I will typically eat breakfast and Lately, I've been having about a half an hour chunk of time before the walk where I will either do like some little bits of chores or sometimes I'll watch a YouTube video. So Bridget, you're not alone. Thank you, girl. (laughs) And then at 11, we go on our walk. I come back inside. Some days I lay out. I'm trying to get tan this summer because I've always been pale as a ghost. And I understand like you have to be careful with the sun. Okay, I get it. I'm not out in the sun like a super long time, but I'll lay out for like 20 minutes just to try to get some color. I will eat lunch. And then that afternoon block, which goes from about 1130 when we finish our walk until four is my work time. I don't like to work first thing in the morning. So right now it's 122 in the afternoon. It's part of that work block for me. And so we're recording podcast episodes. Sometimes I'm working on YouTube related things. Sometimes I'm working on creating TPT products. Once I finish recording this podcast, I have to work on tax stuff. (laughs) So I like to get that done in the afternoon. Then at four, Bridget and I go for our second walk. And just like she mentioned, my evening time, I'm not working at all. I'm typically going to the gym. So after our walk, I come back inside, I get the gym bag ready, I meet Billy at the gym, we work out. Then by the time we get home, I will shower while Billy starts dinner. We won't eat sometimes until like after eight o'clock because we go to the gym for you know, an hour and a half at a time. And then we get in bed and like, that's it. Now I do sometimes have like an extra after dark block where Billy will go to bed. Let's say he's asleep by like 11 PM and I'm just not tired yet. Sometimes I'll have another two, three, four hour block of time where I'll continue to do work. And it's only because that's when I'm super creative. Like After dark, when Billy's asleep, that's when my creativity hits. So for me, obviously, that's different than Bridget's day. But, you know, we kind of had things structured similarly at the same time. Yeah, I can definitely say that I can confirm that she is her most creative really late at night. Because when I was with this chick in Miami and I am like, it's like 11 and I'm like, I am so tired. I cannot stay up anymore. And she's like, and I'm like, holy mackerel, where does she get her all her energy from? <laughs> I've always said I get like a second wind after the sun goes down. It like is, that's when it hits me. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty intense. But you know what's something that I started kind of thinking of as we were talking about our schedules and just kind of the blocks that we've created for ourselves one of the biggest th- benefits of having this like idea of block scheduling is that it doesn't it it leaves you so much less stressed. You don't feel pressured that you have to have something done by a certain time. So by leaving it kind of open, which summertime, it's open for us, right? We have that flexibility. We want to be more flexible with that. And this is a perfect opportunity to start kind of trying out that block scheduling if you haven't done it yet. Again, future episode to come. Um, but it does leave you 
less stressed. Like I don't feel pressured that I have to be finished by a certain time. Yeah, I like knowing that I have, for example, my like mid-afternoon block, it's a four and a half hour block of time. And I always feel like that's plenty of time for me. And it allows me to be able to work when I'm most productive. Whereas if I were following more of a quote unquote traditional schedule, I might feel like, well, I have to walk work during this hour chunk of time. But it's like, well, maybe today at noon, I'm ready to go and I'm going to be super productive. Maybe tomorrow it might hit me around two o'clock and I can still fit all the same things in with that block schedule. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some tips when it comes to trying to craft a very energizing and summer motivating summer routine. Okay. Now, Here's the first tip is that you do not have to go on walks, okay? You don't have to do the walks. Walks have just really worked for Michelle and I. We hold each other accountable, which is really, really nice. Um, But you don't actually have to do the walk itself. So we're going to give you some different ideas that might be able to kind of fit more with your lifestyle and your liking. Um, But this is just something that has worked really, really well for Michelle and I. Yeah. Now, as we give you these few ideas, keep in mind, you want to find something that's going to break up your day, something that you look forward to because you actually enjoy it, but it's not going to be something that's going to suck you too far in, aka Netflix or Mm. YouTube. Okay. They're going to suck you down these rabbit holes. And before you know it, like three hours has gone by and you haven't moved. (laughs) So keep in mind as we're giving you these ideas, you have to find the right one for you. Now, it might be just another way to get moving. So if it's not walking, it might be doing yoga or just doing some stretches or going going on a stationary bike. Um, you could also do things that are not exercise related, which is what I probably would have done if I did not have Michelle pushing me to go on these walks. But for me, I personally like to do things that are a little bit more creative. So I know this is something I don't think Michelle, I don't, I didn't tell you about this one, but it came to my mind the other day, things like puzzles. Like if you were someone that really likes puzzles, maybe that you're doing puzzles during this time. And I feel like that's a really good one that doesn't like get you sucked in so far that you don't feel like you can take yourself out of it to go back to doing what you need to do. Yeah, because after 15 minutes of a puzzle, you're like, screw this. Why did I ever decide to do this? (laughs) (laughs) They are really, really tough. But you could be putting on a nice little audiobook, a podcast, our podcast while you're doing it. I feel like that would make it so much more enjoyable, right? Yeah, it definitely would. I mean, especially our podcast. But (laughs) you also could do just a little bit of meditation or even like coloring or drawing or doing hand lettering. Like if that's something that brings you joy, great. I know for me, I can't meditate. I've tried so many apps. I've tried so many different recommendations. It just, it doesn't work for me. So that's not going to be something that I'm going to do. Yeah. I feel like I would really like the doing chores one because I really, really do enjoy like sweeping and dusting. It's very, very odd. But we have, and and I'll kind of tell you guys a little bit about my boys' lives, but during the day, every single day, our boys have chores. So they have very specific chores that they have to get done. When they get certain things done, then they get to have some free time. And so they always try to get all their free time as, you know, quickly as possible. So some of the chores that my kids have to do is like sweeping or dusting and vacuuming and pieces. It's just little items, odds and ends like that. But I genuinely 
enjoy cleaning. Like I really like it. Like I put a podcast on, I kind of tune out and I just start cleaning. And the other day Trent was like getting on to me. He was like, why are you cleaning right now? Why are you sweeping the floor? Make Ian do it. And I was like, sometimes I just need to sweep. Okay. Like it's not a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. And to go along with that, because we mentioned you don't want to get sucked in. And I'm thinking for myself, when I do start cleaning, I get into like cleaning mode and then I'm on go like the rest of the day, just cleaning everything in sight. So our next tip is you want to make sure you set a timer or some kind of way to know that you're done. Now, when Bridget and I go for our walks, I don't set a timer for 30 minutes, but I do have this little like trail that I walk and I know it takes me exactly 30 minutes to walk it. So I call her as I'm leaving my house. I walk that little loop. And once I'm walking back to my house, I know that it's been 30 minutes. We mentioned that you could listen to a podcast or an audiobook. So you might actually set a timer and say, okay, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, whatever floats your boat. Or you might say, okay, I'm going to listen to just one episode. Or if it's a shorter podcast or it's only like 10, 15 minutes long, maybe you're going to listen to two episodes. But you know, like you know that you're done because otherwise you're going to get sucked in and you're going to keep just doing it, doing it, doing it. And that's not helping you be more productive. It's actually helping you be unproductive. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree with that. Another thing to keep in mind is that you want to be consistent, right? Day after day, you want it to be a part of your routine. Um, I mentioned that I had to take the day off yesterday and it was really very difficult actually for me to kind of get myself back into it today because I was just kind of like not wanting to do it. So you really have to make sure that when you're doing it, you're kind of holding yourself accountable. It's that tough love piece, y'all. But you do need to hold yourself accountable and you need to go ahead and put it into practice and just kind of build it up as you continue to go. Um, Because if you start skipping, guys, let's just be real, it's going to get harder and harder and then you're not going to do it. And then that's when you're going to fall into that little black hole of summer where you're not going to be able to get out and then you get nothing done. Yeah, because once you start skipping it, then it's no longer something you're looking forward to. It starts to feel like a chore because you've skipped it. Then in the back of your head, you're like, oh, I have to do that today. And then it no longer seems like something you want to do, but something you have to do. And along that same lines, you want to have a backup plan because let's be honest, Bridget and I, we love going for walks, not when it's raining though. So we have to have a backup plan and we go, okay, you know what? If it's raining, we're still going to get moving. We're still going to talk on the phone, but we need something to do inside. And it's actually really cute. Bridget and I both have these, basically they're stationary bikes with like a little desk on top. They're called FlexaSpot. Bridget and I both got these a couple years ago. And so we will both go on our little FlexaSpot and we'll just do the stationary bike while we talk on the phone. So it's a similar action and it helps us keep that routine, but it allows us to continue it even when things are going to get in the way that might interrupt that routine. So guys, we we would really, really love to hear what is going to be that one routine that gets you motivated and energized to stay productive over the summer. Now, we know you can't actually leave a comment on our podcast, but if you head over to our website, www.teachingonthedouble.com forward slash 027 for this episode, then you can leave us a comment there and tell us what is that routine that you're going to try to implement over the summer so that you can stay energized and be able to get some things done and feel as though you have made use of your summer this year. And while you're over on our website, make sure you submit your TSH. We're specifically looking for some summer related 
TSHs. Because let's be honest, our time-sucking hurdles in the summer are very different than our time-sucking hurdles during the school year. So make sure you submit yours for a chance to be featured on a future episode. And guys, of course, we would love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes. It definitely helps for our podcast to reach more ears for other teachers just like you um, so that we can help them in some way in their time, organization, or productivity. So guys, until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.